0: Hey guys, how you living? <laughs> Are you doing well? Good. See, it was a little different that time. It was it was the same way it always was uh, a second ago, except I didn't record it. So, those folks watching the YouTube will get to see me screw that one up and start it over. Anyway, for the rest of you guys, I did something a little differently today in this talk. I, uh, I feel like most of the time I rely too much on uh, talking about things that bother me and things that I don't like and... Things that I struggle with, and all of that stuff, and airing out a lot of personal shit on here, and that's sort of, and that's good for me, but I don't know that that's uh, as as good for content. And the most compliments that I've gotten on any episode lately has been the the Scott man and uh, uh, his beautiful wife Lynn joined me on an episode where we talked about some good news and talked about some good things that happened. So I feel like that means that people enjoy good news better than they like bad news. Just like in Monsters Inc., man, laughter is more powerful than screams. How did I not say that in the thing? Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's intro intro wisdom there for you. (laughs) But anyway, I got a lot of compliments on that one, so I felt like it was the right thing to do to talk about some good things. And I I masked it as uh, bragging about my band, basically, for a little bit. But I feel like we've I've gone enough. I've gone long enough without saying anything. At all about about cornbread, really, or positively or or negatively, in uh, you know on on the internet or through this podcast, to where I feel like maybe it's time for me to to say some nice things. So I did that. I pretty much gave a recap of a little bit a little bit of the weekend and talked about a few of the things that happened. Um. Cornbread's got a pretty big weekend planned, as do I. We've got Monday at Drunken Jacks, Tuesday at Bubba's Love Shack for the open mic, um, open mic bingo night, and I'm going to be co-hosting that with Noah Byrne. Wednesday, don't hit me up. I ain't doing shit. Uh, that's all. Thursday, we've got The Pit with Brother Ed Dennis, who's going to be playing with us. Friday, we've got Neil and Pam's. Saturday, we've got a benefit for the Hurricane Florence, people affected by Hurricane Florence. I think that's sponsored by iHeartRadio, if I'm not mistaken. I couldn't remember the name a while ago. Got it now. And then that night we're going to Montro in Somerville with Brother Chip playing bass with me and Smitty. And then next the next day we get to play a two-hour set at Bubba's Love Shack from I think 3:15 to 5, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, or three to five fifteen rather, and then gonna have the annual tribute to the band at the Polly's Island Tavern on Sunday. I think that starts at eight, but I could be wrong. It could start at seven. Get there at six, just in case. <laughs> But anyway, that's uh, that's happening on Sunday night. The tribute to the band is always a good time. A lot of great artists from the area come together and sing a lot of songs in tribute to uh, Levon Helm and, and, and crew. So, yeah, that's it. I had to redo all of this because I was running out of time at the end because I was rambling about shit, and now I got like all of this space i don't know what i said i don't know how i made oh i had to look through the book and everything yeah that's what i did my brain's fried after this weekend <sighs> anyway i'm sure your brains are fried from having to listen to me ramble this much but anyway without further ado anyway anyway did i say that enough for you cheese anyway Without further ado, episode number 70. 70 of my stuff. Enjoy, it, motherfuckers. Oh yeah. It's my birthday. <laughs> <coughs> That's funny. Oh man, I went all day without saying until the very end of the gig. But uh, it is my birthday. I told you guys last time, uh, last episode, the next time you heard from me, it would be on my birthday. And today is that day. 32 trips around the sun for this guy. And yeah, that happened. So we did gig at the Pilot House today, and we always end up playing this gig on my birthday uh, actually, I mean it, it it just seems like we've done this gig a few times on my birthday, and I always have a good time and uh there's a lot of things that happen around that gig and I don't re- I always say that it's my favorite gig every year and, I, and you guys are no stranger to that news. I've always said that my favorite gig ever to play as the pilot house for the blue crab festival or the shrimp and jazz festival is the one that this, uh, this time they shrimp fest. Um, anyway, uh, the last time we played it was the time that I had that freakish panic attack when it was, when it was raining. And I'm sure you guys remember that episode, but, uh, there's For some reason, always a negative energy that comes about around those gigs for some reason, like uh, involving me, and I don't know why that is. It's like uh, maybe it's because I stopped drinking, or um, maybe it's because I really don't know what it is. I really think it's just because I stopped drinking and the anxiety started picking up a little bit, but I, I just get nervous uh, around that weekend because I'm one away from home, away from my comfort zone and whatnot, and having to go down there and, uh, or up there rather, and just be away from home and not be able to be, uh, not be able to leave and just come back to my, my comfort zone. And I know that sounds shitty uh, or not shitty, but just, just sounds like a, a bitch thing to say, if you will, just, uh, Uh, regarding comfort zones and whatnot, but this is my comfort zone. My house is my comfort zone. And when I'm outside of it, I am, am just not much, much fun to be around. And that's, I don't know why that is, but that's just how it is. So this time we opted because the band lost uh, a substantial amount of gigs uh, or money rather due to uh, hurricane Florence we decided to save the money on getting a room this year and um ended up just just opting to drive back every night and it's only like a 30 or 40 minute drive so uh it wasn't an issue it wasn't a problem at all and i actually i think that i might have had a better time because of that i i don't mind I don't mind staying up there and it's fun to get away from here and everything normal for a little while. And mentally that's mentally fun to think about, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, well I might, you know, might be able to get away and do something when I'm actually in that situation or get closer to it. The more I'm like, you know, I really just don't want to do this. I really just don't want to, (coughs) excuse me. I really don't want to stay in a house that's not mine or I don't know, that's weird to me, and I know I know that it's, it's a, a weird, quirky habit that I have, but this time, in not doing, or knowing that we were going to be coming home, knowing that I was going to get to sleep in my own bed, and knowing that I get to walk into my own door every night, really, really helped out how I felt throughout these gigs or whatever, and the anxiety wasn't there, and a lot of things that normally happen, didn't happen. Like I didn't have a, a single meltdown throughout the entire weekend. I didn't, uh, one, I didn't break a string and I'm a string popper. I'm always popping strings. I would usually pop maybe a, a string or two per gig. And uh, this entire weekend, I didn't pop a string. And I was very, very impressed with, with that. And yeah, I, I just just to brag. And speaking of bragging, that that's sort of the basis. And I don't have notes. I'm I'm sort of just winging it here, which I'm sure you guys can can tell. But I am gonna brag a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm I try I try my damnedest to stay as humble as as a man should. But I am gonna brag for a minute. Uh, one of the get one of the most let's see what's the word one of the most complimented episodes that I've had as of late was the episode that I did with uh, Scott Mann and lovely Lynn and uh, we, 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 we we talked about the good news in a in a place where there's just a lot of bad news and, and or in, in a world where there's a lot of bad news and that's easy to come by and that's you know a dime a dozen. There's not a whole lot of good news, so what I'm going to do in this episode is just brag a little bit. Now it, it sounds like bragging, and I'm I'm sorry if it if it comes off that way, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like give some good news. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk so I talk about something good instead of talking about things that just bother me and get on my nerves. Which, <laughs> excuse me, of course. I'm going to talk about something that gets on my nerves because hell things get on my nerves and I can't help, but talk about those things I feel. So anyway, I just am so blessed and so lucky to be able to do what I do. I talk about (coughs) shit. I'm sorry. I'm my, my, my throat's killing me. It's been a lot of gigs that we've done over the last few days, so forgive me. All right, maybe we got it now. I don't want to end up like Macho Man Randy Savage. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, brother. (laughs) All right. I'm very lucky and very blessed to be in the position that I'm in. I get to play in a pretty well-known band and i don't really i don't really brag at all about the band and that sort of ends up leading into where i don't really publish a lot about the band like you don't see me posting a lot of cornbread stuff on facebook because cornbread has a pretty big following and smitty handles all the computer stuff and i really i mean I'll post every now and again or share share a gig here and there or whatnot, but I really don't talk a lot about this stuff. But Cornbread has a pretty large following, and you I, I forget. I personally forget how large the following is until I, I hear stories of, of folks who are like uh, some friends of mine. Jason and Katie, were, I was just talking to them after the gig today. They, uh, they said there were people walking down the street on a cell phone saying well, you better hurry up because Cornbread just started playing. And this is just some random person down uh, walking down the road. And I just realized that it's been five years now that, we've, that Cornbread's been doing the Blue Crab Festival and the Shrimp and Jazz Festival, which is now just a shrimp fest. But we've been doing that for a long time now. And that is just a really cool thing that we've built enough of a following to where folks are just randomly talking to or like telling people on the phone that you know the, our, the the band that I'm in is is just starting and that's a part of a conversation which is foreign to me that's just crazy but we have we have built a really nice following and not to not to brag and I'm going to probably be saying not to brag or, or I'm sorry a whole lot. So I apologize for that in advance. But we do a pretty good job. We we are really good with the crowd. We we know what the people want to hear. And I mean, whether it's a song that we don't want to do or whatever have you, we love the crowd more than we hate that song that we don't want to play or whatever. And I just, I don't know. I personally want to give everybody a good show. And I feel like we accomplish that every time. I feel like we accomplish a good, I feel like we, we, we have a good gig every gig. And I and like I said, I don't mean to brag and I don't want that this to come across as that. But I feel like we, we have a good gig every gig. We've played together enough to where we don't have to think about anything. And any wrong note or a tempo screw up, or, or a wrong ending that we screw up, or whatever, the experience that we get when we mess something up and we just laugh it off and the crowd laughs it off with us is, I think, a notable experience for that, that person who is watching us. And I feel like we've done a really good job of that. And it just feels really good it feels really good to be appreciated in any situation. If the, if a person is not appreciated or does not feel like they've earned or they've, uh, received the due respect that, you know, their due respect or their, their due recognition, they're not going to have a very good time in whatever that relationship may be. And in the relationship with, Cornbread and the people who enjoy us and the people who see us, they are always so very vocal about enjoying what we've done or they really appreciate our style or we've never heard anybody do that on an acoustic guitar or whatever the whatever the things may be. And I hear a lot of stuff all the time. One second. Sorry. I think I got it that time. Anyway, I'm just, I am like, we, we always hear all of these different things and, and people come up all the time after gigs and, you know, they'll shake my hand or they'll, they'll, they'll shake our hands and, you know, great job. And they always make the rounds and they hit up everybody in the band and, and, you know, talk to everybody. And that's just, and, and usually right after the gig, I'm so OCD about uh, about cables and things like that. As soon as I get done, like as soon as I strum the last note, I'm unplugging cables. I'm putting my guitar in my guitar case. I'm wrapping up cables. I'm getting the system broken down immediately. And usually, in the in, in the years past, Adam and Smitty would handle the you know they and I say handle the like it's a chore to talk to people but they would talk to people they would handle the the people who were come up and you know the good jobs and hey that was awesome you guys did really good and i would just start wrapping cables but there's a gig like today when i will just stop and get my guitar off the off the stage first that's always first thing first every single time the guitar goes in the case so that nothing bad can happen to her. She's my baby. I got to keep her, you know, I got I to keep her, uh, uh, safe. But after guitar goes in the case, I go back up to the, to the stage today to, to go to start wrapping cables per the usual. And I just get stopped by so many people. And I'm sitting here thinking like, man, I, and like, I really appreciate what you're saying. And I kind of, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, you know, I kind of got cables to wrap up and I kind of got, you know, things like this to do. And then I start to think about it. I'm like, you know, in my mind right now, I'm complaining to myself that I have something to do. When this person is standing in front of me, complimenting me on something that me and Adam and Smitty did in front of them. And I'm literally trying to rush a compliment because... I want to get cables wrapped, and I just want to go home and get out of there. And I'm thinking about this, man. I'm like, dude, I'm better than this. I am 100% better than this. And And I sit there, and I talk to the guy after a while and just, you know, shake his hand. I really appreciate it. These people want to tell you stories about, and God, music is beautiful, man, because people want to tell you stories about this song that you played and 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 you know what's funny is usually it's a song that you're like you know that one didn't really go so well and i you know thinking back like after you get done with the song you're like man i wish I, we would have done something different somebody comes up and they're like man that song that you guys played was just amazing and that just takes me back to this very specific point in history and that's like a, a magical thing for them and i was I recreated that and they were getting teared up or, or explaining it and just things like that happening is, is ridiculous that I'm sitting here trying to get out of this. And then I have finished the conversation with that guy and talked to another, uh, another few people. And then my, my, uh, Jason and Katie come up and I don't get to see those guys much. And they're, uh, Jason was my boss for a long time. When I, I told you guys I used to do landscaping, Uh Jason was the guy that I did landscaping with. And he pretty much showed me everything that I know about the, that world. And I still know all those things, too, Jason, by the way. <laughs> uh I, I don't want to cut grass anymore, though, bro. <laughs> just, just uh, you know, I mean, I, I will. I don't mind, but, you know, I still know how to do all those things. Anyway having a conversation with them where they're just talking about how proud they are of me because they knew me. I mean, obviously they knew me when I was, the only job that I had was cutting grass with Jason like three days a week. And, I, and that wasn't a whole lot of money, but they, Jason gave me a job when I needed one. And that was a really, really big deal. And they don't. I don't think I ever told Jason how much that meant to like just to have something to do Three days a week because not to, to, I mean, throw myself out there, but I just don't really, I'm not really qualified to do a lot of things in the workforce, you know. I mean, I probably could, but I just won't do it (laughs) because I'm too damn lazy. But anyway, that's beside the point. So getting to talk to them and they, they knew me when I was literally just working a couple of days a week with him cutting grass and them telling me how they're, they're hearing people walk down the street. She's the one, Katie's the one that told me she heard somebody on the cell phone saying, Hey, cornbread's about to, or cornbread just started to so hurry up and get here. And then she's like, you know, that's awesome that I'm hearing these other people say this because I know this guy. And it was it meant a lot to me to hear that and kind of put into perspective a little bit something that I don't really appreciate much which is how good our band is and i'm sorry i'm going to i'm sorry i'm saying that it makes me sound awfully narcissistic but one thing i am a narcissist and i think you guys know that and i've admitted it several times so deal with it and two all of these people aren't wrong. (laughs) I mean, all these people that say this shit aren't wrong. I mean, if I, if we do something wrong, I believe that I am the one who is the negative Nancy all the time. I know I am like, like I'm the one that's like, like, oh, man, that song went great. But I'm the one that's like, yeah, but we missed this chord right here. And we sped up right here. And we did this and then we did this. But, I mean, the crowd is none the wiser to those things that I'm saying. But I'm just such a perfectionist perfectionist in that aspect of it that I, I think that way. And I, I just, I, I don't see the good in that anymore. I really don't see what that does, any, what, the, the good in that. Like, to point out the negative things that happen if if it's if it's something that the band needs to hear like if it's something like hey i, I you you do this thing But it would mean a lot to me if we did this the right way and did it a different way. And then whenever there's an argument like, oh, well, whatever I do is the right way because I'm original and I want to... And I'm like, yes, there's certain leeway in there for that, for you to put yourself on something. But you still have to do the right thing. You still have to play it right or else you just may as well change up the entire song. If you're going to get the chords right and get the melody right, then... And make everything right. And I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent. I need to stop that. But anyway, I just, we we do a very good job with the crowd. And I really overlook how, how good cornbread is. And I listened to some of it from last night. And uh, I listened, I watched the video, and I just saw the crowd. And seeing the crowd react to what we're doing up there. And just, I wasn't even paying attention to the, to, to us up on stage. Usually I want to watch the things that I do one, because I'm narcissistic and two, I want to know where I screw up so that I'll be sure not to do that again. And I, I do the same thing with the podcasts. but I really will focus in on myself and watch myself play leads. And, Uh, watch Smitty or watch Adam or if something weird happens in a song and I look at Adam and he looks at me and I'm like, well, I'm right. And Adam's like, well, I think I'm right. And he's like, oh, well, we got it recorded, so we'll find out. And I'll watch just to see which one of us was right and which was wrong. Not that it's that important, but that's just what we do. But I really stopped this time and looked at the crowd because we set the, usually the camera's right in front of us, so all you see is us. This time we put the camera on the opposite wall so we catch the crowd facing us, and that was a really cool camera shot. And we're gonna—we I, I, recorded this whole thing in 1080p. Uh, we're gonna invest in some video editing software, and we're gonna get on that over the next couple of weeks, and have some DVDs that we're gonna release and uh, do that—go that route. I think. I don't know if this is the official release of that information, but I guess it is. <laughs> but I said that on the mic too, so it's on the it's on the uh, on the video. But anyway, I'm gonna be doing that. I'm gonna be ripping apart. I'm gonna do the DVD thing. But it was really amazing how we got the crowd's reaction to what we were doing. Like you just see a room full of people. Of all types, just listening to music and having a good time, and we created that. And like, it, I know that the the Shrimp Fest brings in a lot of people. The Pilot House has tenure, and it's uh, by the way, ten year anniversary of the Pilot House this week, and they've really build up a crowd over the court over the the past two or three years or or not two or three years, but, but the past 10 years. And I'm just looking at the video and all of these things together, but we are creating that mood. We are creating the happiness in that room at that point. Of course, everybody is there to have a good time, but it takes a long time to get in there and Oh, Oh, I'm losing audio. Oh yeah. It takes a long time to get in there, and there's just so many people, and a lot of folks don't like stuff like that, me included. <laughs> Matter of fact, a lot of folks will notice if you if anybody's listening to this who saw the uh, who saw the um, saw us this weekend, you'll notice that I will I would go out from the stage and I would go out in the crowd and I'd talk to some people here and there and I, you know, you uh, just talk around a little bit. But then I would work back up to the stage, and I would just kind of stand on the stage a little bit and just kind of be in, in my space there a little bit because I get weird around a large groups of people. So I had to get back to the stage and kind of like <laughs> gather my chi or center myself or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But it's amazing to see an entire group of people just be on the absolute same page. And there was no negativity. There was nothing. There was, there was nothing that I would change about anything that happened this entire week. Even there was one, there was one guy and Adam mentions, I'm sorry. I keep clearing my throat. I apologize for that. But uh, uh, even Adam was like, "Dude, this kind of annoying, man. And I was like, yeah, it really is. But again, there was a guy who was, who was doing the stomping thing. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with, uh, I call it boot music. <laughs> I don't know why I call it boot music, but it's the kind of country. It's a specific style of country music where everybody in the room stomps their boots and it's just like, and it's all right. It's all right if they're in time, but me being the, the perfectionist I am, if it's not in time, it kind of throws everything off and it, it, And I'm not a fan of it, but it was happening today. And there was this guy doing that and I kept looking at Adam and we're both like thinking that this is annoying, but in, in, again, in the, in us thinking that this is annoying, this guy is digging what we've got going on so much that he's, he's having that much fun. He feels it necessary to stomp that hard in the room that we were in. And you can probably hear it in the audio recordings, of everything that we uh, everything that we've got this week and all the content, but still even the things that we're complaining about are people like us too much or people are having too much fun at one of our shows and once again, sorry about bragging and sorry about sounding a certain way about this, but I wanted to say some good things because a lot of all a lot of the stuff that I talk about. Are, are just negative things and things that bother me and things that get under my skin so that I just put that negativity out into the world so that somebody else can hear that and be like, you know what? I think that's the same thing. I think the same thing about that. I didn't know that I did, but I do. So now I've just created another situation for somebody to feel negatively about something that they already did not feel negatively about. Are we still on the same page so far? <clears throat> so in doing that, I have done the opposite of what I intended to do. And what I intended to do was help people. That's why I want to do this podcast. That's why I want to talk to you guys all the time. I want to help people not make the same mistakes that I've made. Or I just want to, I just want to give people, I want to vent in a way that other people wish that they could vent. so that if somebody hears me say something that also bothers them, then they can say, Oh, that guy's bothered by it too. You know, I'm not alone in this, but I just felt, I felt, I don't know. It's my birthday and I don't want to do any, I don't want to talk about shit that bothers me on my birthday. That's what I always do. I always do the same thing. And I'm going to touch on a little bit of what I said in the, uh, in the episode that I kind of, kind of, uh, called a wash. I wasn't too happy with the content of, of, of episode number 68, I think it was. And I think I said that, but it was because I started talking about my birthday and the negative feelings that I get in when my birthday starts coming around. And usually when my birthday starts coming around, I'll just be like, oh, my granddad's birthday's coming up soon, man, and I just miss my granddad, and I really loved him, and he's not around anymore, so, you know, I'm not feeling too good, you know, I'm kind of sad about that, and I I use this voice to do that to set it apart from me because that's not me anymore, and I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want to be sad that my granddad's birthday is coming up and he's not here to celebrate it. I want to be stoked that my granddad's birthday is coming up because I love my granddad. And now he's more of a part of my life and in, in, he's now more a part of me than he was when he was actually alive. As is the same with my Aunt Marie and my grandmother and all the people who have gone on that have lost in my life. That like, And when I when I want to sit around and... ...on my birthday and think like, oh, everybody who lived in the house that I grew up in is now dead and I'm the only one left. And I can sit around and be all negative and think about things like that or... I can say, you know what, all these people who were in this house that I grew up in who are no longer physically here are now spiritually within me and are a part of me. And now everything that I do in life is an extension of them which makes me want to be a better person because I don't want to do something that my Aunt Marie would be disappointed in or my grandmother or my granddad or anybody who I have lost in my life. I don't want to do anything that's going to affect them negatively or make them feel negatively towards me about something that I might have done, and that is something to feel good about. I mean, of course, it's natural to feel sad when you're talking about things like this. But there's also uber positivity in that. There's uber positivity in the fact that when these people are alive and with you on earth, they are physically displaced from where you are at some point during the day. Even if it's a spouse, you're not constantly together. But... With someone who is gone, they are constantly a part of you. They are then just part of your conscience. And I love that. I love knowing that, and I love thinking that, and I love being a part of that. And I love everybody who I now have as a part of me who can help me make better decisions. And when I think about doing something, Stupid that I know my granddad would just be like, Boy, you know you don 't need to spend that money, you know you just need to hold on to that money because you're going to need it later, or my grandmother who will who would say, You know you, you probably need to cut the heat down on that a little bit because you 're going to burn it too fast and it ain 't going to cook in the middle right.' Or my aunt Marie, who would say, "You know, you got to go do this gig because you committed to it, and you told them you were going to be there, and you, you got your word. You know, you got to do what you said. Your word is all you've got. You've got to do what you committed to." And all of these things that make me a better person than I used to be are all of the things that I always find myself bitching about when my birthday season comes around. Hence, why I have horrible winters all the time and just get. Uber depressed. I don't know why that is, but I think I might have just heard myself figure it out. <laughs> oh, isn't this great? I seriously think I, I seriously think I just worked this out on my own. I think I just uh, Doctor Fraser Crane to myself. Cheers is in my head still, <laughs> but seriously, I, I just I feel really. I feel something I don't normally feel, and that is absolute happiness. I don't know I don't know what to do with this nonsense. I don't know, I really don't know what to do with it. And I, I just I, I know a lot of people who are like me who have such a hard time seeing the light through all of the dark that's around. But it reminds me of I don't know if it was a movie or if it was a sermon I heard or, or as a kid or, or whatever, but you can take an in a light and you can put a little black speck in the middle of that light. And that little black speck of darkness in that light isn't there at all. If you look at the light, all you see is the light. But if you take a vast canvas of darkness and poke a hole in it and shine a light through that hole. That light will be the brightest thing that you can look at because there's so much darkness that that little bit of light is literally the brightest thing there. So I know there's so many people out there who are like me that don't want to look at the light because of the darkness, but that doesn't mean that the light's not there anymore. That doesn't mean that the light is gone. The light is 100% still there. We're just not looking at it. And I say we, and I mean me. I'm talking to myself now. There's a lot of light that is to be seen in our lives. And a lot of great things that are going on around us that we're missing because all we do is bitch. (laughs) I mean, all I do is bitch. And I don't see a lot of the things that are positive going on in my life because all I want to do is complain about how I'm just bored and I'm fed up with doing the same shit over and over song-wise or I want to complain about this with with, with, with cornbread or whatever because I, I just get sick of doing the same stuff and the same whatever. I can complain and I can bitch about that all I want to but doing all of that stuff results in making a room full of people and more than a room full of people there were people outside too just a, a corner a block basically a block full of people that me and two of my best friends altered how their altered how their lives were going for that moment and that is magic if there is magic that's it if there are not and, I, and I, listen I'm a wizard. I am a wizard. You know, we don't, we don't fool around with lies. I'm a magic person. I'm a wizard. (laughs) Take it to the bank. Enjoy that fact. I know what magic is. And that's it. The, uh, the ability to change the emotional makeup of an entire room full of people is magic. And it is a powerful magic. And, I think that between myself and Adam and Smitty, I think we wield that magic quite magnificently, if you will, especially for the pilot house, especially for that group of people don 't want this to come across as me just sitting here bragging on uh, on our abilities, but I think that i 've been humble enough about this thing over the last few years to where I can say a few nice things about our band i never I never say anything on facebook about about stuff. maybe once or twice a year will I put something on Facebook about like oh we just like this room allowed me to do what I wanted to do and get to have a really good gig and play the kind of stuff I want to play or feel like we had a really good gig. And I never put stuff like that on Facebook. So count this as making up for all of that stuff. I am very proud of how much cornbread has grown over the last seven years. And in January, it will have been eight years that we have been a band and by my calculations, I'm not sure if there's another band, maybe maybe Jason, Alex, and Rusty. I don't know that there is another band that is a trio who have been the same three members for that long in this area. I'm not sure, and I could be wrong, and please, uh, local music has. Jeff, uh, Scott, you guys, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that me, Adam, and Smitty are the only three, and like I said, Jason, uh, Jason Alex, and uh, uh, Rusty may be the only other ones from Backfire, but I think that, it's, that we're the only ones who are still the original three. Now, Adam, when he wants to show up, <laughs> <sighs> give him shit. I have to give him shit at least once. But there's something to be said for that, and we have been at each other's throats. We have. There's just been... There's just been like, like we have, we have had fights. We have gotten to the point where we're almost ready to hang it up. And I think that we came to the conclusion and I said this, I said it on the mic today and it was, it was something that everybody laughed at, but I think it's true. And I said that we love you more than we like us. And I think that's true. I know that that's true for me. I'm pretty sure that I love the crowd and love the people who I play music for or and I say the crowd the collective crowd the the royal crowd if you will uh, I think that I think that I love the crowd and love the way that I make them feel when when I make music and when the band makes music then more than I more than I I, I love myself and not to say and, and and don't think that I'm saying that I don't love myself I love myself very much very much i love me more than i love me more than a lot of people but one thing that i do love more than me is the that that magic that force that nobody can see or touch or, or but but most certainly feel that feeling that an entire room plus however many that are outside listening to it plus all of the people who watch the videos that they post on Facebook or YouTube plus all of the people that this group of a couple of hundred people go out into the world and brag on how good our band was and how tell all of their friends you've got to come down here to this thing and hear these guys and I've I've heard so many people who are like oh my i've got a I've, we've got friends coming in from blah 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 and we had to bring, we had to bring them to come and see you we love you guys and a lot of that stuff just goes in one ear and out the other for me because i don't want to i don't want to harvest that um what's the word i'm looking for i don't want to i don't want to feel like i'm doing what I'm doing right now. I don't want to feel like I'm bragging. Like I'm just like, oh, well, you know, y'all ain't shit. My band's the one, you know, I'm not, and that's not what I'm doing at all. I'm just, I feel like, I, I feel like on for, for Adam and Smitty's behalf, I really don't, I really never politic for cornbread at all. And, and like I said, cornbread has a pretty, pretty, you know, substantial amount of clout, especially in this area. and, I don't feel like it's necessary for me to do so but I think that I've finally heard that thing that everybody has been saying all these years and I feel I feel that like I feel that that thing that that like the pressure from all all right so Imagine all of those times that it has gone in one ear and out the other, but some, like a like a ghost of it is still somewhere stuck in my head. And then whenever I realize it, and I just have that aha moment where I finally realize what all these people were saying. I finally heard all of them at once. If that makes any sense. And I was actually thinking about this on the way home. I was sitting in the back seat of the back seat of Smitty's truck. And they were they were talking about I I really don't even know what they were talking about because I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk about tonight. I I have to I have filed an extension on my taxes and I have to do that tomorrow. And as soon as I get done with this, I got to crunch a bunch of numbers so that I can get that done tomorrow because I'm an idiot and I wait till the last minute to do fucking everything. And I've got to do this gig on Tuesday with Noah Byrne at uh, Bubba's Love Shack. We're doing this bingo open mic deal. And I've got to do that. And my Bose sound system, uh, the bass unit and the Bose sound system quit working the other night at the gig. Had a lot of shit on my mind and I'm trying to think about all of this. And within all of that, I'm sitting here like, you know what? All of this negativity is the same thing that happens every year. All of this stuff just crashes down on me and I don't know what to do with it. And I buckle under the stress every single time. But I made a conscious effort this time to choose to see the good things that are happening and say, fuck the bullshit, basically. So that's literally what I'm doing right now is just... Emphasizing on the good things because I rarely ever do that. And I really need to start making a habit of doing that more often. And I encourage each and every one of you to do the same thing. So, in closing, long story short, I am very proud of my band and everything that we have accomplished. I am very grateful for the magic that we are trusted to wield every single time we get to take a stage in front of people i personally want to thank debbie from pilot house for having us every year because that's literally my favorite gig i would take i would take one of those gigs over 10 other gigs and that is not an exaggeration i love that room i love those people I love the families that we get to see. And there's too many of you guys to name, but you know who you are. You, the the every Every single group of people that we see every time that we go there are truly part of our family. And I feel like we are part of yours as well. And I really appreciate that. I truly love you guys to death. I really do. And I love that feeling that we are blessed enough to be able to share with you guys. So, there's that. There's enough mushy stuff, but I figured we'd give you something to, you know, a feel good talk. Maybe something to 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 brighten the spirits around these Halloween times. After all the good shit has happened, now it's time for evil to reign. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't be evil out there. Be good. Be good people even during the halloween watch your scary movies prank your children oh by the way please take videos of pranking people because that's the funniest shit ever i have never watched anything funnier than videos of like parents scaring their children or just friends scaring the shit out of other people or just people getting scared or people jumping or getting pranked I love shit like that those are the funniest videos if you decide to prank somebody or do anything like that please post a video of it tag me in it I love that shit alright so I oh I, I do have something that you could listen to my buddy Drake, my buddy Drake, gave me this album right here, Grateful Dead. Uh, it has on this uh, like some interviews from the guys, like random interviews, and uh, all of this stuff right here. You can pause the you can pause the video on this if you want to read the read the stuff, but it's upside down. Grateful Dead. Drake always gives me a record every single time I uh, any, every single time I go up there. Scott, man, did you see that? I feel like Scott's watching, dude. That, that isn't that awesome. That's pretty sweet. But um, anyway, uh, he he always hooks me up with a record every single time we go up there, and that's just the coolest thing ever. Like I, I can't think of a better of a better gift to give somebody. I mean, records are the best. Records are great. Anyway, so yeah, listen to listen to Gravel Dead talk to themselves. Um, listen to that. I'm looking at my record collection. I don't think I... The Darkness is a record that I see over here. Listen to The Darkness. I can't remember what the album's called. But anyway. Also, yeah, I got... uh, What's that record over there called? Deep Purple, Machine Head. I got that one the other day, per Scott Mann's uh, suggestion. Listen to that record. It's the album that Smoke on the Water's off of. And I know that Smoke on the Water's got that... We've got that reputation of being the one song that everybody plays, but or that everybody knows how to play. But that is a really kick-ass album and from what I can understand it was it was real rock and roll before rock and roll was was happening. Alright, it's saying that I got slow internet for some reason. I'm plugged into Ethernet. So anyway I'm gonna get out of here, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Be good people in a world full of people making the choice to be a shitty person. Don't be one of those people. Be a good person. Love everybody. any more words of Richie Moon shirt? Be nice. All right. That's all I got for you. Love you. Mean it. Peace, bitches.